Happy holidays, one and all. And welcome once again to a little something I am calling Angels of Urantia for the holiday season. I'm your host, Paul James Caden, and this is the Christmas edition of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about communing with the Christmas angels. Now, naturally, we can commune with the angels any time of the year in any season. But if you know anything about me or have listened to my podcasts in the past, you certainly know that I love to podcast about the angels during the Christmas season. And here to help us commune with the angels during this holiday season and every season of the year is Miss Jane Howard Feldman. Jane is the author of Commune with the Angels, published in 1992. Driving Under the Influence of Angels, published in 2002. And Angels by My Side, published in 2004. She is the founder of Be an Angel Day, celebrated annually on August 22nd. The 30th anniversary was celebrated this year in 2022. Additionally, she is the founder of Inspire Your Heart with the Arts Day, celebrated on January the 31st. Jane is an ordained interfaith minister, Reiki master, and curator of Angel Heights Healing Arts Center. Jane maintains a private spiritual life coaching and counseling practice, offering telephone and in-person consultation. Since 1997, she has produced a monthly inspirational CD or MP3 for subscribers around the world. Jane resides in Upper Co, Maryland with her husband Charles and their Jack Russell Terrier, Hattie. Welcome to the podcast, Jane, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to have this conversation with us today. Well, thank you, Paul, for inviting me. It's my intention to be a blessing to you and your podcast and to all those listening to us. And I'm sure you will. I'm reading your book, Commune with the Angels, which is really good. Um, You know, I've read a lot of angel books out there, and some of them uh, you know, they have a lot of good information and some of them are just kind of really, uh, I think people who have an idea about how to commune with angels, but maybe never really did it. So I highly recommend, you know, your, your books to, uh, you know, the listener of the show as well. That's very kind of you. Thank you. You're welcome. So tell us if you would, when was the first time you encountered the angels. I know in your book you said it was when you were quite young, you experienced like a very strong presence in your room at night. Can you tell us a little about that? Yes, absolutely. Um, I just want to mention that I think all of us have things in our lives which really change our perspectives in life, right? And maybe even have us looking in a new direction or in a different direction. And now we said, you know, before I had this, what I would call an apparition experience or visitation, and I was around 11 years old. Um, before that, I was like living in a house and was looking at the windows that were on the front of the house. And so I was conscious of the front of the house and what I could see out of those windows, so mm-hmm. to speak. But 
then I had this energy, and I was awake, and it poured in to my bedroom and really started shape-shifting itself. It actually poured through from the corner. And I encourage listeners, I always do what's called angelic feng shui, mm-hmm. to really keep your corners open because they really are meeting points of dimension. So this energy poured, poured through, which I would say from the heavenly realm, and started shape-shifting itself over me and was making me aware, quite simply, of the message, I'm here, all right? I was basically being introduced to my guardian angel. It shaped shift into a man of light with the energy. And, of course, I was quite startling. I didn't have anything, you know, to reference that experience. But years later, I would come across a book by Jeffrey Hoffman, Kingdom of the Shining One. It was all about the angels, and he had artwork in it, and he depicted um, very much similar to what I had happened, this being of light forming a canopy over top. And it was really an introduction. So after that introduction, what it did, it stirred my curiosity, of course, who was that? What was that? What was that all about? And it really set me on the path at a very early age of being a researcher of angels. So what I say is that I then became aware that there were windows to the right and left. And I was being open to other kingdoms or being aware, you know, that not only humans here sharing space on the earth, mm-hmm. but we're being blessed by God gifts of the angels. Wow, that's, you know, it's, it's really interesting that so many people that I hear angel stories from, uh, they all say when they first encountered the angels, they were between 11 and 12 years old. And I know myself, I was 12 years old when, when I first had my you know, angel experience. And um, what do you think the significance of that age is, like around 12 well, years old? Right. Let's help. We're still, if you know what, a lot of times we have <clears throat> spirit encounters in what they call the twixt times of day, just before the sun rises in the morning, but just before the sun sets in the evening. Wouldn't you say that like 11 and 12 is twixt time? We're not young children anymore. We're not yet teenagers, so to speak. We're not into those energies. We haven't grown into those energies. So it really is a twixt time for us. And I feel that makes us accessible to being open, you know, to being open to these experiences. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And it's, it's also interesting that you mention... Uh, the corners, because in a lot of near-death experiences, uh, people say they see their loved ones or uh, the angels, the beings of light, in the corners of the room, you know, toward, you know, the ceiling in the corner, which I... You know the word cornu, I mean, corner comes from the Latin, it means horn. So you could visualize, like, an opening of a funnel or a horn by which light, you know, emerges together and open. It's like a cornucopia, a horn of plenty. So I encourage people, instead, to keep that space open. Space opening is so important in our spirituality and also with our communion with the angels. So we're making space for them in our lives. Yeah, I, I that definitely resonates with me because I'm very big, have been all my life, you know, my, my mother was one when she would decorate the house. You know, she would have something in every corner. 
And I'd always say, no, leave, you know, for, I, I didn't even know any of this, you know, I was like a teenager and I'd be like, you know, leave some of the corners open. You need space in the house. It, it needs to breathe. You, you need to be able to feel, you know, the energy in the room, you know. And, and Paul, you felt that energy. You were making comments, you know, you might have thought just on an observation level. Mm -hmm. But with your sensitivity, you were sensing, like you said, breathing space, you couldn't have said it more beautifully. You know, it's really allowing there to be, you know, this holy breath energy. So I always say that you have room to spread out your wings. Right. You're giving yourself wing space. Yeah, and, and over the years when I would meditate, uh, I would find myself intuitively if I started with my eyes open, you know, looking at the corner or looking through, you know, a window. And, uh, you know, ironically, that was my first experience uh, looking through a window, you know, when the angel came and came through the window. So, yeah, all, all that very much uh, for me makes me perk up my ears and go, hey, this person knows something's going on here. <laughs> It's, it's also funny, we, we just moved, and I, you know, I, I set up my new room, you know, my place where I work and meditate and everything, and I, and I left this one corner open at the foot of the bed, and I, and I keep being drawn to put my meditation mat in that corner at night and sit there and meditate, so, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this is definitely... Yeah, and, and, and isn't it interesting? I have a statue of an angel in that corner as well. So. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You're priming that pump. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it is. That's, that's, that's very interesting to me. But get, getting back to your story, how, how did all this evolve in your life where you found yourself working regularly, making you know, contact with the angels? Yeah. <laughs> 
days that I was without car, so to speak. Other people were trying to help me out. And it was really that time period that the angels wanted me to really digest everything. Like, they didn't want me getting new information or taking new classes or, you know, adding on more. They said they really were starting, you know, to inspire me with messages like I was at a smorgasbord and I was putting so much on my plate and I couldn't digest anymore. I couldn't eat anymore. I needed to just eat what was on my plate. Right. So I started, like, just honing in, you know, on the information of, of what I wanted to share with people. And that's what the angels were inspiring me. They said, if you're searching, couldn't there be others that are searching? And you could save them steps by sharing, you know, your information. And I wasn't a public speaker at that time. I just didn't know how that was going to work out. God knew, thank goodness. And so I was inspired just to get my friends together and start, you know, doing angel gatherings where I talked about the angels. And it really was, again, energy builds upon itself. And people started, you know, just telling other people, you know, you want to about angels, you don't talk to Janie, you know, really, she's not too good to it. And as a result of it, you know, I started, you know, doing, putting together a class for people, and, and I called it Commune with the Angels, or I put this vibration, and there were small circles, I want to be, I want to start out very small, and with the energies, um, A.R.E. Press found out about it, and they wrote me and asked if I would be willing to write a book for them. They were opening up their new press. It was just going to be the first book that came through ARA Press. And of course, I knew it was going to be commune with the angels, because that's what I've been calling my class. Mm-hmm. And so they asked for a proposal, and I sent it actually on November 11th, because I wanted that 11-11 vibration, mm-hmm. that energy. And that was in 1991. And they gave me a contract, and I published it. And that also started to open up other doors that I was invited to speak. So it's really, I really say to everyone, you know, the angels have a statement. You are the doer, you are the doing, and then you are one with the deed. And it really speaks to me that we're doing activities. And it can be a hobby, you know, that we really delve into. And we're doing this because we love it. To be hard, you know, our self-expression. One of the events, the angels have me established days. One of them is August 22nd, be an angel day. We want small acts of service to blessing in someone's life. The other one is January 31st. I'm so inspire your heart with the arts. Food will sustain you as a human being, but the angels say art inspires you to be divine. So maybe you tell the arts you're a doer of art, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then you're a doer and you're doing it. You make time for it. You commit yourself to it. You know, there's this wonderful passion, energy, the vibration. And then there's a point where the energy is so full and abundant that you are art, all right? You are not only a creator of art, you are the energy of art. And that's really what happened with my passion of wanting to be closer to the angels with wisdom and knowing about them and communing with them. The energy started growing and growing, and I became one with the message. I always say I'm the Paul Revere of the angels, and I'm here to tell people, the angels are here, the angels are here. And so I become one with opportunities that allow me to do that, such as your podcast. Yeah, I, I, I think it's important to get the word out any way we can through blogs, books, podcasts. You know, it's 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 certainly a world now where when it when it comes to 
you know, subjects, you know, like God or angels, people say, oh, that's all, you know, fairy tales in the sky. And, you know, pe people say, well, you know, oh, you know, it's a fairy tale, it's a crutch, but, but then they're so depressed, you know, I see people that are just so, you know, they say they feel so empty and miserable, and it's like, well, you know, it's not a fairy tale, and when you tap into that energy, you know, and you really have that experience, and you feel that divine love, it's, it's, it's going to change and rev revolutionize your whole life. You're not going to be the same after that, you know? That is so beautiful. There's a beautiful quote by St. Augustine. He says, it's every business day. In this world, is put under the charge of the angels, of the energy. And they really are God's gift to us, all right? You know, he's given them an assignment. In Psalm 91, it says, Ways. They're not body snatchers. They're not going to live your life for you. But they're traveling companions. You know, you can fellowship and it's friendship and it's support. I call them the cosmic cheerleaders. That's <laughs> my personal way to refer to them because they're rooting for us. They're cheering for us. I mean, yeah, we're going to fall down at times, but they help us brush our knees off and, you know, to move forward. You know, to get up and, and try again and to move forward. They are such blessings. And what I encourage, a little activity that I say for people, the day we were born, our birthday, all right, for example, on the 31st of January, that your birthday, the number, <coughs> excuse me, is a power number. So every month, when that number rolls around, not just your actual birthday, but every month, you know, the angels, you can go to your front door on the Sunday of that month and open the front door and invoke the angels to come you know, you always have your guardian angels and your angels team. But to invoke the heavenly host to join you when you pray and when you meditate and watching over you when you sleep. And then <clears throat> on Saturday night, like, you know, you pick the time to allow them to be over the front door and thank them for being with you. And just that's the feel. The increase of the energy join them. Yeah, that's a great exercise. I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to try that. Uh, February is my birthday. I was going to say next month. I'm already in January. But, uh, <laughs> right, me too. <laughs> and, <laughs> I apologize. Yes, you're so right. But the energy, and it's like a power day. You're acknowledging it's a very special day. You know, it's the day, I would say, it's the day you came through the womb. You took your first gift, which was breath of life, which is given to you by God. And the angels are right there. And they're whispering to you, be. Be you. Yeah, that's that's interesting as well and very confirming because in in my experience, uh, th this was something that's reoccurred throughout my life. You know, my encounter with my own guardian angel, and uh, it, at one point I, I was kind of really struggling with religion, even struggling with my faith because I was, you know, and you know, kind of raised in the the, the real kind of fundamentalist, you know, hardcore. Uh, letter of the law kind of, you know, religion. And, uh, you know, I'd broken away from that, but I was still kind of struggling and, you know, having this notion, well, maybe I just want to give it all up. You know, this whole thing of, you know, God and religion, it's, it's it seems so tedious and there's so many opinions. And the message that came to me time and time again 
through my own angel experience during that time was just be your authentic self. Don't be what anybody else is doing or says you should be. Just be your authentic self. Live from the heart, you know. And uh, finally that message got through, and that's what I did. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's, oh, there's a wonderful quote by Albert Einstein. I want to know God's thoughts. Everything else is detail. And you are embracing the God's thought that you are. You know, God perceived you and conceived you and wrapped the body around you. Here you are. Like you're being you, and we need people up in our house. What is my mission? What is my purpose? Well, I truly believe, and just for working with angels, that mission goes back you know, to the energy of word that means the message. It's the message of what God was thinking, what He thought of you. And you bring that message to all of us, and we get to experience the God thought of you that no one else can give us that experience but you. So, you tapping into that awareness is just, you know. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, there's, talking about all this, there, there's one question when I'm, when I'm speaking to, you know, a, a guest on the show about subjects like this. You know, there, there's a lot of people out there, you know, there's a variety of people that listen to my shows, you know, different religions, spiritual people. But, you know, there's always the group of people who, when, when they hear something like this, they're immediately afraid. And they'll say, well, you know, that's all well and fine, but, you know, you guys are, you know, invoking demons or, you know, uh, Lucifer masquerading as the angel of light, you know. And, you know, there's they're just so much fear, you know, and thinking they can't do it, they shouldn't do it. Or that they can only uh, maybe do it according to, um, you know, certain laws or rules of their religion if it's, you know, uh, prohibited you know, or, or, you know, allowed at all. What, what would you say to the people that have a lot of that fear that they're going to tap into something evil or deceptive or do something that's displeasing to God? You know, like, oh, hey, I'm talking to angels. This, this is going to, you know surely give me a one-way ticket to the pit of fire, you know? <laughs> what, what would you say to those people um, on this subject? I, I respect their thoughts, you know, of this moment, as I'll say, that energy. But one of the things that I think is so important was when, one thing when I was writing something with the angels, they said, if you take the word angel, it means except now, God's eternal love. So our focus and intention is on being, communing with God, all right, it's being exposed. That's why I say, you know, with the energy, when we move ourselves closer to the angels, we're really moving ourselves closer to a part of ourselves which we've kept invisible and wants to be visible. And it is this eternal relationship with God. You know, with the energy, a lot of times we use fear, you know, the energy to push great love away. And there's no greater love than the divine, which God created us with the vibration. So the energy, first of all, is for people I encourage it for an activity every day that we rededicate ourselves to God. That when we, you know, we wake up in the morning, you know, the energy, you know, the vibration, you can even see the sun as, a, as an inspiration. And we say to God, you know, this body is yours, these hands are yours, these feet are yours. Attune me, align me with all, you know, that is for my highest good. And that brings me closer 
that brings me closer to you. And with the energy, it's one of the ways to dissipate the fear is to amp up the belief in God and God's love for us. Absolutely. And the energy of God's love, there are infinite gifts that God gives to us. And one of the energies, as I said, the Bible references the stories of the Bible with the energies of the angels. They are here as messengers of the divine, you know, of the fullness of love vibration. And that God has given them to us. He's given them assignments. And one is to watch over us and to uplift us and to inspire us with the energies. So I also say to people, you know, a way to be close to the angels is to ask God what your assignments are. You know, what God is giving you. The energy is about light. You know, there's this beautiful Bible verse, Do not curse the darkness, but shine more brightly. And the angels are the shining ones, the shining ones' vibration. So when we recommit ourselves, we say, Only that I will commune with and cross my path, and I will be one with, and I will be inspired with, will be the fullness of your light, God. So you, you rededicated yourself to God. Know that the divine will bring to you experiences, be a book, be a podcast, be whatever that uplifts you, inspires you to amplify that relationship with God, because that's the ultimate relationship, closeness to God. I always say, you know, spend our time God gazing, and the angels are always pointing us in the direction of looking to God. Prayer, you know, meditation, all the ways that we do it, but looking to God for you know, inspiration. Yeah, I, I always tell people, you know, when you encounter the angels, you know, the the amount of love that you're shown, that, that you're given, the the way that they always direct you toward God, even even the love you feel coming through them is is the love of God. You know? Um, thinking of That's the beautiful. Kneeling in prayer to God. They're right there with you. Yeah. All right, supporting the prayer, the energy. Um, when you look at the archangels, all of them have EL at the end of their name, which is Hebrew. It means of God. So Raphael, healing of God. Mikael, power of God. Gabriel, grace of God. Gabriel, fire, grace of God. And, I, and that's something I say to people if you ever do feel down and depressed, just say your name repeatedly, like I'm Jane. So I go, I am Jane L. I am Jane L. I am Jane of God. I am Jane of God. It will, by you doing that a number of times, it will shift. I'm not going to say it's going to solve your problem, you know, but it will shift your consciousness to aligning to, well, as you said, your authentic self, Mm -hmm. that you are a child of God. Yeah, and that's that's an important thing for, uh, for people to remember. And, and also, you know, people, I, I always tell them, look at the Bible, you know, how many times angels intervened in, in the lives of the prophets and, you know, and the, the apostles and even Jesus, you know, so if it was uh, wrong to commune with them, uh, then why did God make them? Why are they so, uh, you know, so many of them throughout the pages of the Bible? You know, why did Jesus say when they were coming to crucify him, and, you know, the Peter cut off the ear of the high priest's servant, and he said, hey, you know, I could ask my father, that would give me, you know, 
10, you know, legions of angels if I asked, you know, why didn't he say, well, just ask the father and the father will crush them. No, he said you know, he would send him angels to help, uh, you know, so it, if they're in the lives of Jesus and the saints and the prophets, then certainly I think that's a message to say, hey, these are real beings and that they're meant to be a part of our lives. They're there to help us, to encourage us and, you know, to lead us on the path of light. two angels show themselves through coincidences you know when, when you get in when you get into what uh, terry lynn taylor i'm sure you know who she is the, the author she wrote a lot of angel books she calls it angel consciousness when you connect with the angels when you get into angel consciousness the coincidences are, are, are just so many that it, it becomes like a scientific impossibility that all this is just random you know, so if you're a person that has a lot of coincidences in your life, you know, you may not have seen an angel, but just one thing after another, it's like, I can't believe it worked out that way. I can't believe this happened. I can't believe that this particular event transpired in my life. Well, that's a, most of the time the work of the angels. They're great at bringing those happy coincidences <laughs> into our lives. Absolutely. Now, last last question before we, we delve into, um, you know, a little bit how people might be able to tap into and commune with the angels for themselves. My particular angel experience. Now, I've, I've heard a lot of people, uh, particularly in recent years, they say, well, um, angels or, you know, extraterrestrials and UFOs, well, they're just the angels of old. They're, they're, they're the same beings. And now my personal angel experience, you know, right from the get-go, I was 12 years old. I didn't know anything about UFOs or extraterrestrials, but it was always accompanied by 
a lot of like lights in the sky that people would say, well, hey, that's a UFO. You know, do you think these things are connected or what would be the connection there for for people that have maybe had the same experience or think that they're kind of the, the same beings under a different name? Uh, what would be your take on that? Well, with the experience of, the, of light, or light, let's say, I'm not going to give it a color, but of light, you know, it really is symbolic and it's conveying that there is expansion going on, right? As if you're tapping into the mind of God. I'm not saying that we're going to fully understand, but we're getting a little glimpse or a glimmer of our oneness with wisdom being expanded, you know, with learning knowledge, that something new is being introduced to us with the vibrations, with the energy. You know, I work with the inspirations also of Archangel Michael, and a message he's given is that, you know, new things are being introduced to us, you know, and, and we have free will, you know, we have the gift, you know, of our mental faculties and ability to think, you know, what do I think of that? You know, I think I want to research it, I want to explore it, I want to delve into it, you know, we just don't willy-nilly follow the, the energy, but there is expansion, and Michael often says, first you're introduced, right, there's an occurrence, there's a happening that didn't happen before, and if something happens, whoop, light expansion, seeing something you hadn't seen before, and then you get acclimated to it, you know, you, you start, that's what I'm saying, you learn about it, you know, you make explore it with other people, talk about it with that vibration, but you're researching it, you're going deeper. You know, the energy is not let ourselves just be superficial beings, you know, to have depth in our faith and depth in our spiritual gifts, you know, and abilities. And then he says we become familiar. You know, we're more comfortable with it, with this vibration. So any of these experiences, I always love the angels, it, so often we hear them say the words, fear not, because we are the biggest bunch of scaredy cats. You know, with the energy says we're always saying, hey, don't be afraid, I'm trying to bring you something new. So in closing, since we're talking about communing with the angels uh, during the, the holiday season and, of course, you know, any other time during the year, what would be a simple way you would tell people um, 
to be able to connect with the angel, to commune with the angels themselves. I'm sure there's a lot of people that say, well, that, that sounds nice, but how do I do it? And I know there's a lot of really complicated, um, you know, kind of techniques out there that, you know, I, I think people will run out of steam before they even get to the point where they're communing with the angels because it's hours and hours of mental and meditative prep work. You know, I think it's a little overkill, but that kind of thing, you know, it kind of scares people away too. It's just too involved. So what's something relatively easy that anybody could do and just start tapping into the world of the angels? Watching, you're paying attention, 
and things will cross your path. It might be like animals. You start noticing animals as messengers to you. you know, and then you might want to research what the, the message the angels are bringing to you without any uh, animal popping up in your life. You will start to find the pump of what I call a universal language symbology. It could be they will talk to you through numbers. They will talk to you through shapes or animals, as they said. There, it's infinite the ways they will communicate now that they know that you're listening. Yeah, that's great, great advice. I, I would, uh, I would like to leave the listeners with my, um, my personal uh, way of connecting, which is actually very simple. And and, and I always say you, you have to find what works for you as well. You know, there's a lot of people that say, well, this is the way, this is the only way, our way is the best way. But but if it feels down the road as far as you can. <laughs> yeah, that definitely. <laughs> You definitely have to find what, what resonates with you and what makes you say, ah, this feels right. And one of the simplest ways I've found over the years is just to sit quietly in a chair on a meditation mat outside, inside, in the corner, wherever you, where you want to sit. Just close your eyes and relax your body the, the best you can for a few seconds. And then just think of a time in your life when you felt extremely peaceful or extremely loved even if you're you know even if your best memory is that of uh, a holiday with your family how you, you felt that loving happy joyful holiday feeling with everyone around whatever it might be once you're in tune with that feeling just see it as a light and let it expand from your heart and fill the room that you're in and if you want, you could also see it, you know, reaching up into the heavens, into the, the realms of, you know, God and, you know, the angels. And just sit in that for a couple of seconds. You know, feel that energy. And then just simply ask, you know, invite the angel to step into your energy, to draw close to you. And, you know, what I do also is ask them, you know, I say, when, when, when you're in my energy, when you're connected with the connected with me, give me a sign that you're near. And it could be anything. It could feel like a touch on your shoulder, just a chill that runs through your body. Um, a symbol will pop in your mind. It could be uh, a letter, a number, a Bluetooth symbol, whatever it happens to be. And that's their way of giving you the nod, you know, that yes, we're here. You know, and, and just sit in their presence. For a few moments and then ask do you have a message for me and then just listen you know what comes to your consciousness do you see pictures do you hear voices or hear a sentence or see a sentence you know whatever you whatever you pick up during that time even if it's short even if it's something very short like you know we love you or we're here or be calm whatever it might be you know and eventually through that exercise you're going to get you know, uh, longer and longer messages where you're, where you're starting the dialogue with the angels. But uh, I, I found this to be uh, a very simple and effective way. And then when you're done, just, you know, thank them for coming, dissipate the energy, open your eyes. And I find this is, uh, for me, it works great, you know, every time. That is so beautiful. You know, I was mentioning the angels, happy, goodies holidays, ancient days, and 
appreciate it and I, I hope people uh, listening will will give it a try and you know I, I think uh, they'll see that it's you know even if you don't get messages at first like you were saying just sitting in the presence of that feeling of love and of the angels you know once you come out of that uh, the world looks completely different you know the new healing yeah you just gave them a healing exercise yeah. that's a It is. It's it's great, and it can be. Uh, I was meditating this morning, and I, I didn't. Um, I don't know because it's Christmas time. I'm I'm, I'm trying to kind of decipher the message, but I was in, in meditation, just sitting in the the presence of the love of the angels. And I saw what looked like the uh, the Christmas star, the star of Bethlehem, and it got closer and closer, and then it was like above me. And it, in the meditation, it was like I was looking up through a window. You know, with this big star of, of Bethlehem and just kind of like gleaming, you know, over me, and it was it was just so visual and realistic, and I and I felt you know just such peace in that moment. So that's uh, that's been my meditation after meditation today. Like, hmm, now what exactly did that mean? You know. <laughs> That that again that, that really resonates with me. And while you're sen- saying that, I'm like, yeah, I got to get like a, a star of Bethlehem and just hang it in my room. It stays there all year. <laughs> say hey that uh, perhaps this podcast and 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 just on the whim bringing up the the star is uh you know a sign to the listener follow the light follow that which guides you in your life 
from this day forward. Make, make every day Christmas Day. That's what I... <laughs> I love it. Beautiful wisdom. But uh, anyhow, we have come to the close of the show. And uh, hey, I appreciate you doing this. This was uh, a great conversation. You shared a lot of wisdom with us that I feel really resonated with me and will resonate with the people who listen. So you were a real blessing and I'm very appreciative that you did this today. It's, it's all my pleasure, definitely. But uh, folks, thank you for listening to our conversation today. We hope this uh, podcast was a blessing to you and inspired you to connect with the angels and uh, that it brings blessings in your life year-round. This is our Christmas present, our holiday present to you this year. So happy holidays, everyone, and God bless.